This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play Doctor Online, and it's a little unusual this week's show in that I have, I will have a silent, hopefully silent, co-host. <laughs> what do you mean? What does that mean? A silent co-host? Well, um, my kitty cat is lying right next to me, uh, sleeping. <laughs> so hopefully she will sleep the entire hour as I record this and not interrupt the show, but we'll see. Uh, Speaking of interrupting the show, I should warn you that it may be possible that uh, we'll be hearing some rumbling in the background. Not a thunderstorm, no. Um, A neighbor. I've been complaining about it on Facebook uh, the last couple of days. If you've been following me on Facebook, you've seen me make these little remarks about... uh, 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 a neighbor with a muscle car. Uh, I think that's the kind of car it is, or that's what they, what the gearheads call this this sort of car. I don't know exactly what make and model it is, or what year it is, or I don't know exactly. It looks a little bit like a street rod, and it, and it, it. I think it's I think it's considered a muscle car, and it's noisy. And much like the Harley Davidson motorcycles. Uh, which uh, which some owners think it's really cool to not have mufflers on them or whatever it is the straight pipes or whatever it's called that uh, that some motors some Harley Davidsons will have so they are really loud they do the bum 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 you know they do that noise um, much like those I mean we had a neighbor uh, well the neighbor's still there but he used to have a uh, Harley Davidson and. The Harley-Davidson motorcycle... Now, I know I don't mean to offend people who really like the, the motorcycle. I, I don't. Um, I just don't like the noise. And you know, it, it, we're at a time in the year where it's cool enough outside, warm enough, yet cool enough to open up the windows and air out the house from a long winter of you know, all being closed up. And it's nice to be able to do that. But... You start to you get somebody that's got a Harley Davidson that has to have the noise, and you see you don't just get on one, start it up, and drive away. No, no, no. You have to get on it, start it, rev it for a while, uh, stop it, start it again, rev it a while, stop it, start it again, rev it a while, and then you have to rev it and rev it and rev it and rev it and rev it until finally, after about ten or fifteen minutes, you drive away, and then. It takes about five or ten minutes for the noise to fade out because those things are so noisy. Okay, that's the Harley Davidson. I I understand. I I know there's the argument: loud pipes save lives, and I often say, well, then I might as well take the muffler off my car. But I do see the point because motorcycles are not as visible when you're driving in traffic, looking behind you in the mirror and to your sides, not as visible as a car or a truck. So maybe if they're louder, you might notice them around. Well, okay, I understand that, but I still don't like the noise. And so this guy now, we have a new neighbor, or he's just gotten himself a new toy, the muscle car. He does pretty much the same thing as our other neighbor did with the Harley-Davidson. And it's rumble, rumble. You know, it's get out there, start it, rev it, and rev it, and rev it. And then, it, in fact, you can. I'll listen to it, and it'll be go, boop, 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 boop. 
It'll do that. And then it'll start up again and it's blah 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 blah. It's like, you know, your car's a piece of shit if it isn't gonna run. And I don't know if he's trying to fix it or whatever, but if he is trying to fix it, try to fix the carburetor or whatever he needs to do so that it runs properly, I think the first thing he should do is put a muffler on the damn thing. And it's just it's just annoying. That's all it is. It's, it's like, do you have no consideration for your neighbors? And he'll do this during the day, during the early evening, after 10, after 11, after midnight. You'll hear this thing. So I'm just letting you know. It's possible you'll get the blah, 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 blah in the background. It's possible, although it's been pretty quiet tonight. Okay. I just, I don't know. You just got to think of your neighbors once in a while, don't you? Try to be a good neighbor. And, and most of our neighbors are good neighbors in that you don't even know they're there. <laughs> I mean, you know somebody's living in the house, but you're not, you're not hearing them all the time. That's a good neighbor. You need to get these assholes that they got to get their muscle car things and they got to work on them. It just, just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it. I, I, I just don't. There's been some sad news in the world of pseudoscience and um, the paranormal, that kind of stuff. Uh, a fellow named uh, Stanton, uh, what was his name? Stanton Friedman. Friedman. Stanton Friedman has died. He died, I think, on the 13th. May 13th, just a couple days ago. And uh, he was, um, he was a, oh, they, see, there he is. There he is. Now, the, did you hear the rumble? Maybe you did. Hopefully he won't be too distracting. Stanton Friedman was a nuclear physicist. He was a scientist kind of guy. And he was one of those people that, uh, those that believe in the paranormal, and, and that accepts pseudoscience and the supernatural type stuff, they could point to this guy saying, see, there's a scientist on our side. You know, there are some. And I, I do believe he believed what he talked about, and he, he, was, he thought it was plausible that aliens could be visiting Earth, and he had ways to figure out how they did their, their engines could work or something like that. He, he had done that. He was also... Um, uh, largely responsible for the the reemergence of the Roswell myth. Uh, Roswell's a tiny town in in New Mexico, and back in 1947, um, just about the same time that uh, Kenneth Arnold was uh, coining the phrase flying saucers, which actually he didn't coin the phrase, but some newspaper accounts of his story of seeing these objects skipping across this, in the sky like, like saucers on, a water, on the water, um, something like that, and the, the term flying saucers came into to being. And so, you know, that Kenneth Arnold guy, he was responsible for, for that, and long, around about the same time, um, I can't remember which happened first, but uh, Roswell happens, and that was some... Uh, uh, high-altitude balloon that uh, we didn't learn this for a while but uh, it was a spying uh, device it was sent up into the high atmosphere to, to check and see if the Soviets were um, uh, testing nuclear weapons and and so, so that had come crashing down in some guys some farmers field and he found it and it got in the newspaper and the first some of the couple of the first stories were it says UFO, you know, a flying saucer, I guess was the term at the time, and uh, this was an alien visit thing and all that, and it crashed out there. And then within a day or two, they said, no, 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 it's just a weather balloon. It wasn't because that was the cover story that it's a weather balloon because they didn't want the U.S. government didn't want it, and everybody knowing that they were spying on the Soviets, especially the Soviets. So it was a weather balloon, and the story died down eventually. And then somebody like Stanton Freeman comes along, and I think it was Stanton Freeman, uh, and largely started fanning this story again. There were others that, that seemed to rediscover the story. There's, I read an article in a Skeptic magazine or Skeptical, Skeptical Inquirer, uh, I think it was written by Joe Nickel, that uh, talked about how these paranormal-type stories, these pseudoscience, super, you know, supernatural stories, these stories like Roswell, will, they'll rise and they'll fall. 
you know, it's, it's, it's for t they'll, they'll get popular and then they'll wane in their popularity and they'll almost disappear and then they'll re they'll have a resurgence. They'll go up and down like that, and uh, that's what's happened with Roswell. And, and and that town of Roswell can pretty much thank Stanton Friedman for putting them on the map, so to speak, uh, and making them uh, important and getting a tourist trade. So anyway, well, the man died. And uh, I guess, yeah, as I said, I, I think he believed the stuff he believed, the stuff he he uh, touted, and uh, and that I just I think he's wrong, uh, and and now he's now he's dead, and he uh, he may know uh, if he was right or wrong, um, or he might not, because there might not be any life after death. <laughs> Uh, and, and if he, even if there is, you might not find out if he's right about stuff. Who knows? I don't know what it is. Anyway, he's gone. Another uh, person that this was a little bit uh, a while ago, a couple weeks or, or more, um, Lorraine Warren. She was of the of the Earl. I think her name was her husband's name was Earl. Um, so Earl and Lorraine Warren were paranormal investigators, and they weren't very good at it. And <laughs> She believed herself to be a bit psychic, I guess, and and it, they were kind of uh, they were a bit questionable in their uh, investigative acumen, and they were responsible for largely responsible for the Amityville horror hoax. Uh, they helped make up the story, and they looked into all this kind of stuff. And the movies, the Conjuring movies, they've they've uh, they were based somewhat on the Warrens' exploits. Well, Lorraine has also died. I think she believed her stuff, too. But I think, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say that. They just, well, <laughs> I don't think they were as well-meaning as Stanton Friedman. But then, I don't know what was in their hearts. But it's a, it's a sad time. For those folks that are in the paranormal uh, believing aspect of things who knew who these people were and maybe admired them and followed them it's a sad time for them I don't rejoice in anybody's dying unless the person who has died is a completely evil type person sort of like you know like Hitler I mean how could you not be happy about Hitler dying but again you know so yeah what are you gonna do it comes to all of us. I mean, Stanton Friedman, he lived to be 84, and I think Lorraine was in her 90s. So, I mean, that's a pretty good run. Of course, when I'm 83, ask me if I think 84 is a pretty good run. <laughs> and my dad is 84. Oh, no. Well, before it gets too much later, I'm going to head to my break. Uh, one little interruption from the rumbling engine, so maybe we're okay. We'll find out. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I shall return after these messages. ago, Steve Faircow's lungs were failing. I don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received a lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. Now Steve can do things he never imagined, like climbing 94 floors to the top of a skyscraper. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. It's an incredible gift. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? 
on ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Jim Simmons. My silent co-host has made her way upstairs. She got tired of listening to me talk, apparently. But at least she didn't start scratching or at me or knocking away at the microphone and things like that. You know how cats are. Sometimes they get up and lay on the on the keyboard. I mean, I've not had her do that, but I've seen people share pictures on the on the uh, on the Facebook of their kitty cats getting up on their their computer uh, keyboard and just kind of laying there, saying, "Hey, pay attention to me," that kind of thing. Uh, our cat hasn't done that, but I wouldn't put it past her. Anyway, so she's gone. Um, okay. Uh, well, in this ongoing Sisyphean task of trying to correct information uh, being shared on the internet, well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a task, and it just never ends. And uh, it's nice to have, uh, um, it's nice when you find out that you have uh, allies, that uh, someone that's out there that's, that's helping you out, that's doing some of the same things. And it's and I, I spot that every now and then. I might have I think I may have t- spoke uh, spoke about this person that uh, I used to go to uh, school with uh, high high school, and um, he uh, he he's uh, he's a fellow that uh, went off into the military after high school, and I think he had quite a career there in the military. I mean, he was there for many years. I think he's retired now, uh, and uh, he. Um, He's a Facebook friend of mine, and uh, he will sometimes even beat me to the punch in correcting um, other members of our high school class that will post stuff on Facebook. They'll post these memes, and and it's just it's nice to see that he'll he'll pop in there. I mean, he uh, he tagged me on one of his uh, um, answering of uh, high school friends posting of some misinformation and in his correcting it. Uh, this particular piece at, at that time when he tagged me on it, it was a, um, uh, one of our other high school friends had shared uh, this meme of, uh, that showed two covers of Time magazine. One that was alleged to be from 1977 and the other one from uh, two, 2008. The 1977 one had a cover that was uh, um, warning us of the coming ice age, the global cooling, and then the 2008 one was warning us of global war- warming. And so, yeah, they they were making the point. Well, the scientists back in 1977 were telling us the global was cool, the globe was cooling, and now they're telling us it's warming. I guess they don't know what they're talking about. So I guess we don't need to do anything. Essentially, that's you know, because because some scientists back in the in the mid seventies, and I, in fact, I don't think it was too many climate scientists that were saying, "Oh, we're we're heading into the next ice age." Uh, we science climate scientists knew about the greenhouse gases and uh, that that CO twos that the humans were producing were causing a problem going going much farther back than the nineteen seventies. Uh, in fact, uh, I was listening to a recent uh, uh, Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, and they have a segment on there called Who's That Noisy, which means it, they play some sounds uh, or some uh, a bit of dialogue or something, and, and the, the, um, some audio of some sort that the audience will guess as to what it is. And they did one recently where it was a, um, a video or a film that was produced in the 1950s and you listen to it and it was talking about global warming and about greenhouse gases and you know human caused co2s in the atmosphere i mean they knew it then climate scientists knew about it then so anyway yes in the 70s 
I can remember there was the episode of In Search Of, which, if you're going for science, the old Leonard, Leonard Nimoy hosted uh, mystery-mongering show In Search Of was not where you go to look for science. Uh, it's not. It was not. Science was not part of their curriculum, uh, part of their one of their tools that they would use on their show. Oh, they might play a tiny bit of lip service to science, but they and they might try to make it seem as though they were um, on board with science, but really they weren't. It was just here's a mystery. We're gonna monger it and be you know uh, the the proper explanations be damned. We're gonna set it up with the way we want it and show it that way. Although I, I still have to admit I love the show. <laughs> I still really do like it. I have the entire thing on DVD collection it's just sitting right over here, and every now and then I'll put it in and watch them. And it's just I just shake my head and go, ah, oh, geez, really? That's what really you know stuff like that. And but I still I just love how the show was produced, and I thought Leonard Nimoy was a fantastic host for it. He wasn't intended to be the original host. It was supposed to be Rod Serling, and then Rod Serling died. Leonard Leonard Nimoy dro- uh, stepped in and did a wonderful job of mystery mongering and all that uh so anyway there was an episode in the 70s that was warning us of global cooling and i think that was more of a, a misunderstanding by science journalism in the in, in the day um than it was really the, the mainstream climate science was talking about so this meme is shared with the two time magazine covers and my ally my friend from high school, that beat me to it. He went, searched, and found that the cover that was the Time Magazine cover that was supposed to be from 1977 was not. It was actually a cover that was much more recent, and somebody just gone in and digitally manipulated it so that it was warning about surviving uh, global cooling when actually the, 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 the actual magazine cover was warning about surviving global warming and it was still it's a, and there was never any cover on time magazine that had some global cooling to coming ice age stuff there wasn't there wasn't anything there uh and the and the friend that uh, that my ally um had found it from snopes.com and i know you know there's always this that element that's going to dismiss snopes yeah uh, because they're uh, usually they dismiss them because they say, well, they've got a left-wing agenda and all that. And I said, well, really? Because sometimes they they put up an item that that defends a Republican or some, you know, conservative when it's, you know, like some, I don't know, Ann Coulter meme goes around and they've, prob- they've got some saying, no, Ann Coulter didn't say that or no, George W. Bush didn't say that. This is what was said and this is what they're, they're doing with, you know, they, they look things look into it. So, come on. But anyway, so that was good to have somebody to help out. And then the other things that, uh, uh, along the same lines of memes being shared that are misleading. Now, what I do when I see something like that, I look at it, and I, the, the first question I ask myself is, uh, is this true? And and I look and I see what was the source of this particular meme, uh, if it, or if it's a, you know, or if it's a news story. It could be from one of those fake news sites, satire sites. I'd look and see where it's from, and I think, is this a good source for news? Is this a good source for information? Are they reliable? And so I start to check on this kind of stuff. Well, there were there was someone had shared an image of um, what was purported to be. I think she was supposed to be about a like a nine-year-old girl or an eight-year-old girl that looked as though she was pregnant. She had a big belly. She was sitting on a hospital bed. She had a little a bit, a bit of a smile on her face. Not, you know, like a like a Mona Lisa-type smile. I'll put this stuff on the show notes, which you'll be able to get the show notes by going to dimland.com. Click on the blog option, and you'll see these things uh, on the show notes page. You click on the blog option, you'll get to the show notes. I'll have links to the stuff, and I'll have the pictures up so you can take a look and see what I'm talking about. And it's 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 claimed that um, that she's 
she's married to an adult male, and it's a Muslim, you know, thing, and you know how horrible that is, and then she's pregnant and all that. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not down with Islam as far as, as in insofar as saying I'm not down with religion. I think that's Islam is as silly as Catholicism, as Judaism, as Jainism, or Hinduism, or anything. I, I just I think all religions are silly. Uh, I think it's strange that adults believe in this stuff. But I would do that, wouldn't I? Because I'm an atheist. I just don't believe in any of it. I don't. And so, and look, so from my perspective as an atheist looking at it, it's like, this is silly. But I don't like the idea of grown men marrying children. And, and I'm not saying that that does not happen in the Islamic world. I think it, it may do happen in that. But I looked at that picture and I thought, is this an example of such a thing? And is she really pregnant? It is possible for uh, a young girl of 11 years old to be, become pregnant. It depends on when her menstrual cycle begins. If it's started by then, if she can, she, if she's having a menstrual cycle, she can get pregnant. My wife helped me you know, understand all this. And uh, because there is a case in Ohio, apparently, where an 11-year-old had been raped and she's gotten pregnant and because, well, you know, because this country's going a little nutty about the anti-abortion stuff now. It's coming. It, it's a... Uh, it's a, like a watershed moment. Uh, it's a, the critical mass has being uh, on the side, the anti-abortion side has uh, has gotten to a point where it's beginning to. You have all these states adopting laws that are anti-abortion, and and, uh, and so this stuff's kind of going on, and people are saying, well, under this the the law that Ohio might pass or has passed, this girl can't get an abortion. She's been raped and she's pregnant, and she's 11, so it can happen. Well, I did a Google image search of this picture of this this young supposedly pregnant girl, and it turns out she's not pregnant at all. She has an enlarged liver and and spleen, and she has some kind of illness or condition or something that that's what's happened. And and I guess this image was shared on social media as a way to um, get people to, to go to a, like a Go GoFundMe page or something like to help help uh, uh, her family pay for surgery. So it had nothing to do with it. It was just taken by some Islamophobe and said, well, I'm going to use this to smear uh, the, the Islamic faith. Uh, that's what I'm going to do here. I'm just going to, because, uh, because I hate Islam. I hate Muslims or something. I don't hate them, but you know somebody's going to use that and they don't care. Facts be damned, this, this works for my, my agenda. And so I pointed that out in the cross. I found the thing. I said, nope, well, turns out it's not true. Uh, I think that was a Snopes article that I found for that one. And then somebody responded back to me, to my putting that up, or, uh, putting that up by finding another uh, photograph of another little girl that appeared to be pregnant and appeared to be of the, you know, maybe she was a Muslim. And I... You know, so they they didn't they didn't even comment or say anything. They just put that into to, on to, to to comment on my saying, well, this isn't true. And so okay, I took the image, did a Google search, found an article on a fact check site, and turns out this little girl who's uh, her age is um, maybe eleven, I think, or you know, uh, although she's said to be eight, you know. Uh, she's actually not pregnant. She too has that same condition or very similar condition as the other girl with an enlarged liver and spleen and that's what that is. So it's just, well, this fits my agenda and then people who have, the, the, you, I try to get, the, the, when doing this and correcting this, would you just take a couple minutes to look and see if it's true? Find this out. Don't share this stuff. This might, you know, first, you got to determine if it's true before you send it out onto the internet and you know fan some flames that don't need to be fanned. Just leave. You know, just just please stop filling the internet with 
with stuff that isn't true. But then you know something. I thought about this because we have learned that uh, that the Ruskies, the Russians, have done stuff to interfere with our elections in 2016. That they've done stuff on the internet to uh, they'll, they'll float some anti-vax stuff and some pro-vax stuff just to get Americans arguing with each other. So maybe this is something that's uh, produced by some Russian troll that's in attempting to, uh, I don't know, to foment unrest in the United States, to get us angry at each other. But nevertheless, wherever it, it came from, the person who shared it uh, was not, you know, a Russian spy or <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's not that. It's, it's uh, you know, somebody I know. Like, well, for, I think this might have been shared by the same high school friend that shared the, the global warming, cooling warning thing with Time Magazine. It, it might have been the same person. But I've seen this kind of stuff, and it just, I'm going to point it out. And, and it's, you know, it's like that cartoon with the guy that won't go to bed because uh, somebody's wrong on the internet. Well, <laughs> it's kind of like that. And again, as I said, it's a Sisyphean task. You just keep fighting it. And it's, you know, the, the there are terms like that uh, skeptics have been using. Uh, um, James Randi. Uh, the amazing Randy has talked about it. He calls it, you know, the unsinkable rubber ducks, where he, he, explaining that you're just constantly battling against whatever it is. Um, you know, Peter Popoff was was exposed to the world by by James Randy on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson as being uh, a fraud. He was getting information in an earpiece that he had in about uh, members of his congregation or the people that show up at his, his faith ministry shows where he'll faith heal them and he'll call out their names and he'll call out where they live and he calls out what their illness is and it seems miraculous. How does he have all this information? Well, he has a, he's a, he has a little receiver in his ear and his wife is reading information that she that they their organization received from the people prior to the event. So then she's just feeding it to him and it makes it look like you know like he's some miraculous man and he's not he's just a he's just a charlatan just a huckster just uh, trying to get money out of people that's that's his whole thing and randy exposes him uh it does stop pop off for a while he goes bankrupt he you know and and carson said to him uh, john uh, randy tells this story uh that carson said to him later says all oh, that ought to do it you know essentially saying well that that worked that ought to do it and and randy just said to him no he'll be back he'll be back and and he's back he's back selling spirit water miracle water and this miracle water somehow makes it so that you know if you've got financial troubles you'll get big checks in the mail just after you get this miracle water i don't i it's just this whole scam to get people to keep sending him money uh john oliver i think it was john oliver that uh well um it wasn't specifically um peter popoff i think it was robert tilton uh but it was some televangelist type that uh, uh, John Oliver of the uh, HBO show called Last Week Tonight or something like that, where he does these, it's a really good show, and there's good bits on, on, on YouTube all the time. Um, he just, okay, we're going to play ball with this this televangelist and send them some money, and they'll send us a little something, or we'll send, you know, and, they, and it's just, it's always, the next thing is always asking for more money, always more money, more money, more money, more money. And that's, and, it, and then they, it's just, it's a scam. Don't do it. <laughs> okay? And, but, the, you know, they get knocked down, but they come back. They get knocked down, and they come back. They're unsinkable rubber duck. I'm waiting for the day when Kevin Trudeau, the guy that wrote the book, uh, you know, Natural Cures, they don't want you to know about, that kind of crap. Uh, he's, I think, in prison now. Uh, when he, you know, when he gets out of prison, I'm sure he'll go right back to his stuff. He, he's just, he just, and as I said earlier about the Roswell thing, Roswell gets, gets, gets. Uh, there's a big story right at the very beginning, but then it falls out of the public eye for for quite a while, and it just percolates somewhere underneath, and then somebody 
brings it up again and it's all popular again and then you get uh, you know it, it, it's this this stuff waxes and wanes uh, for a while there UFO stuff is big you know it was big in the in the 40s and 50s and then it kind of settled down for a while and then then it gets big in the 70s you get the movie close encounters of the third kind that comes you know, so it goes big again and then and and then it starts to wane again and then Bigfoot is a big big item for a while and then he then then it starts to be not as as big and ghosts gets to be big for a while and then and ghost hunting and all that and then that begins to wane and it goes up and down and up and down the stuff keeps coming back it keeps keeps happening there's there's been criticisms that's that that leveled that skeptics about how you know we just keep taking on this thing you know the bigfoot type stuff and ghosts and that when we should be doing the more important things well you know we say well why not both and we have to do both we because the other the little things the soft targets like bigfoot and 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 ghosts and that they keep coming back it's not like they okay that's settled everybody realizes that bigfoot doesn't exist okay we've been looking for him for decades and decades and decades and we have not found it not a shred of evidence nothing and the evidence that the, the stuff that does show up of finding him is really crap it's just crap and it's not nearly as compelling. I talked about it last week. I said there's that pictures pictures of a of a basking shark uh, that it's pretty rare to be able to spot one of those things and get a good picture of it. And yet that happens. And still, with all the cameras we got and all the people out hunting for them, no pictures of Bigfoot. Still, nothing on the same level as that. What we got of the basking shark pictures of the cool thing from last week. It's anyway, so we keep having to work on this. So when you're on Facebook and social media, if you're like me, sometimes I'd let it go, but sometimes it's like, no, nope, I gotta go and, and put something in there. I may not convince the person who posted it, but maybe somebody that's looking at it and said, Oh, this looks interesting and starts reading through the comments will see that and oh, turns out this isn't true. If it if it originated from a Russian bot you know, spy kind of thing or Russian trolls stuff trying to trying to foam, to get everybody mad at each other or for whatever reason they're doing it. Maybe, but it's being shared by people I know, and I want to try to do what I can. I don't know, but right now what I can do is take my second break. I think it's right. Yep, I think I'm at the right time. Hmm, yes, I am. So you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I will return after this break of, uh, you know, they're not necessarily important messages. You can just, just take a break or fast forward or whatever you want to do to get back to me talking about this, whatever I'm going to talk about. I'll be back. <laughs> If this station is not your cup of tea, then drink coffee! 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 Drink coffee! 100% news, 100% information, 100% guarantee. Thought you might say that. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network.
welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I got more. Speaking of abortion, <clears throat> I did mention that uh, we're kind of, you know, it's anti-abortion crazy time now because uh, we got states all over the place uh, uh, in the United States that are doing their bit damnedest to, to put in laws that are anti-abortion uh, that will end up being challenged and go to the U.S. Supreme Court, and uh, will and and, and there the hopes that are I think uh, that the U.S. Supreme Court will um, uphold one of the you know some law, and that will effectively overturn Roe versus Wade, which will you know make abortion illegal again in this country, and it's you know I thought this was all settled, <laughs> but I guess not. And, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into the deepness here of it. It's just uh, I'm pro-choice, and that's just you know, you know. I, I understand the discomfort of the idea of abortion. I understand it, and uh, I can understand somebody not wanting to kill babies and all that kind of stuff. But you know, using that rhetoric, you know, the killing babies, I, I understand the comfort. I'm pro-choice. All right. I just am. And uh, the thing is, I've been seeing this also on Facebook. There's an article or, well, it might have been picked up in a couple of places, but the article, the headline seems to suggest that Pat Robertson, you know, the televangelist, speaking of which, televangelist, the 700 Club guy, this guy's, the guy's got to be about 700 years old. I mean, the dude is, he's got to be up there. But because he's been around forever, and uh, and he's you know there's headlines and and people are sharing this this these articles and they're saying wow gee whiz you know even Pat Robertson is uh, seems to be you know getting it right or he understands it, and that is that the headlines are saying that uh, Pat Robertson is calling the uh, Alabama's new law uh, against abortion uh, is is uh, extreme, and that it it goes too far. And I saw the headline, and initially I thought, well, that seems, wow, really? Is, is Pat Robertson pro-choice now? Hmm. <laughs> I, You know what I'll do? I'll read the article. How about I do that? How about I just not react to the headline and read the article? Isn't that a good idea? Yes, it is. It's a good idea. So I read the article, and I had commented on a couple of, of, of my Facebook friends who shared this 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 post and seemed to be reacting to the headline like wow even Pat Robertson gets it um, and I said no he's still anti-abortion he still wants it to be ended he still wants it to be illegal he just is practical enough to understand that the law that Alabama has is too extreme. It does go too far. It's a kind of the law, if, the, if this is the one that ends up being challenged in the U.S. Supreme Court, Robertson has common sense enough to know that the Supreme Court is not going to uphold such a law. What you need is a milder form of that. One that effectively, you know, that, that is anti-abortion and all that, that can get the court to, uh, uh, it makes it easier for them, for the conservatives on the court, to uh, uphold such a law. And then, of course, Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade is undermined, overturned, however you want to say it. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying in the article. The headline, you just don't go by headlines. It's, the headline gives you an impression of something that's like, wow, did, did Pat Robertson see the light and understood that a woman has the, should have the right to make choices about her, you know, about her body and her pregnancy and such? Shouldn't she? Shouldn't, did, did, did he see the light? Well, no. He still wants abortion to be illegal. It's just he's being practical and understanding that this law isn't the best one to, to use in the Supreme Court as a challenge, and to see if we can get the, the if they can get what they want, and uh, you know get women to you know make you know, abortions all the horror stories of abortion come true, <laughs> whatever. I yeah. so you know read the article. That, how about that? 
read the article. That might help you understand the context of the headline. All right, I've talked about this in the past, but I decided to do a deeper dive on it. Um, I've mentioned this, that uh, I listen to podcasts, and there are advertisements on podcasts. and I mean, I take a couple of breaks on my show here, and that's just to give me a little breather. That's, that's all it's there for. If I did this show the way George Robb does uh, the Geologic Podcast, where he sits down and he, t- he, t- he might take something like six hours to record and edit and put this th- whole thing together, um, you know, and he does a fabulous job at it. He really does. He doesn't take a break in his show. He doesn't need to because he does it in a bit here and he puts the little pieces together here and then he puts the whole thing together into one hour or so long show. Well, I don't do that. I just I treat Dimland Radio as though it's an actual radio show on a radio station, a live radio show that you tune into when you're driving in the car, you tune in and you know, it's just the the way those shows are done. The host goes in, they sit in their chair, the microphone goes on and they talk. They don't get to edit, they don't get to do any of that stuff. So I don't do that because one I kind of like doing it that way, and two, it's less work. <laughs> it's less work in production. It may not flow as nicely as uh, other podcasts that are able to do the production. It may not, but I just I prefer do, doing it this way. If I had more time through the week, if I wasn't working so much, then maybe. But and if I had the uh, the skills, uh, which I think I could get, but. Um, it's just I don't have the time. And again, I just like doing the show this way. I hope people who listen to it like that I do the show this way. There's a little stream of consciousness to it. There's, I go off on tangents here and there. But that's it's all part of the journey that is Dimland Radio. <laughs> okay. So other podcasts that I listen to will have ads on them, and actual real ads because they get listenership. I get a few, but not not enough to not enough. And there's one podcast I listen to that uh, that's hosted by people that I consider to be friends. I've 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 it's you know it's the main host especially. I've chatted online with the, with this person uh, often and uh, about you know important stuff and personal stuff and lives and that kind of stuff. I've done that and cons- consider him this person to be a friend. And I talked about this ever this sponsor that this particular podcast has had and has again and other podcasts that have had this sponsor. And the sponsor is called Care Of. And what they do is they uh, you go on there on their website and you take a a five minute quiz. And they come up with a recommendation of a personalized, just for you, vitamin regimen. You'll get these packages in every month. You'll get them, and it's just for you. It's specifically for you. Now, I talked about this in the past saying, really, just going online, answering a few questions, and you're going to know what I need for my vitamins and minerals that I may be deficient in? You're going to know that just from me going answering some questions online? Really? No doctor's exam? No blood test? Nothing like that? No, oh no. And their and their whole system was, you know, designed by doctors and it's all scientific in that. Really? So I voiced my concerns about this before. The same kind of thing. I says, I'm not sure about it. Well, I decided to do a little deeper dive. I decided to take the five-minute quiz, which isn't a quiz. I'm not going to play the pedantic moment theme, but this is a pedantic moment. It's not a quiz. A quiz has questions that uh, you are supposed to have a specific answer for it. Like if the, a quiz would have a question like, who was the 16th president of the United States of America? That would be Abraham Lincoln. That is the answer to that question. It is not a quiz if they say, how often do you eat fruit and vegetables a day? 
you know, none, uh, one to two, so how many servings do you have? You know, zero, one to two, uh, uh, you know, three or more, or something like that. They give you, you know, that's, that's not a quiz. That's a questionnaire that is trying to find out some information about you. It is not a quiz. So that's, they got that wrong <laughs> right there. So, but I took their quiz and I got through the whole thing. And they came up with three items that I should get each month. Uh, it, it and uh, uh, let's see, I've got them written down here. The items I'm supposed to get are uh, something that's it's called uh, ashwagandha, ashwagandha, and that is a uh, part of this Ayurvedic medicine which is the uh, from India their medical practice uh, medicine which is um, you know traditional medicine like Chinese traditional medicine it's like that you know roots and herbs or herbs depending on what side of the Atlantic you you live and or should I say which side of the Atlantic yeah depending on which side of the Atlantic you live uh, and although I suppose in Canada people might say herbs and they live on the same. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. It's just it, there's there's a comedian from Ireland. His name is Dara O'Brien. O'Brien. I've talked about him before, and he has there's a bit on here where he talks about herbal medicine. You know, he's Irish, though. So he'd say herbal, and he, they talk about this. This stuff's been around for centuries, and he says yes, it has. And scientists, science has tested it, and that which worked as medicine became medicine and the other stuff is a, a nice bowl of soup or a potpourri or something joke like that and, and that's the thing you know if, if it works it's medicine if it doesn't it's just what are you doing so this stuff might work i don't know but this this it's a root or some kind of herb and it's this uh uh it's been uh celebrated for centuries for its therapeutic qualities they don't say what the therapeutic qualities are, but it's been celebrated for centuries. So that's a that's an appeal to iniquity. Uh, more recently, uh, more recently, in several research studies, including one with 64 participants, 64. Ooh, that's like having nobody, because if you want a, a good study, you've got to have a hell of a lot more than 64 participants. This might be just a an interesting thing, but it's not it's not going to give you any real sense of what's going on. You need to have thousands. Not, not 64, but anyway. Uh, this is from the website uh, that I got. Uh, it has been shown to impact stress and physical endurance in conjunction with exercise. Uh, while it is not commonly used in Western medicine, and larger-scale studies are needed to prove clinical efficacy, ashwagandha, if I'm saying that correctly, its appeal is in the increasingly... Huh? This is a bad sentence. Uh, it has an appeal in the increasingly hectic wor world is clear. Oh, its appeal is clear. That doesn't mean that it works. It's 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 not saying that it, we're showing that it really works. We do have to do some larger studies to see if it really works. But you know we can understand its appeal. Then there's this other stuff called rhodolia, rhodelia, whatever something. Uh, it's a powerful herb that has been studied in the Cali at the California. Uh, University of California for reducing fatigue in stressful situations. It's also been used for thousands of years in Chinese medicine. Again, appealing to iniquity. So oh, it's been used for a long time, so it probably doesn't. So it works, right? And they also suggested I take vitamin D. You know what? My doctor said I should take vitamin D. My doctor examined me. I don't know if the if the if I if blood was drawn to check that, but. That right there, I'll give them that. Saying, well, you know, they said you live uh, in the 37th degrees, you know, latitude, uh, you know, meaning uh, part of the world that maybe not get as much sun, and you get vitamin D from sun exposure. So maybe you should take a, a vitamin D supplement. Okay, all right. And so those were the three things they recommended for me, personalized for me. 
and they'll come in a little package that we, if I signed up for it for 22 bucks a month, plus shipping or whatever, maybe the shipping's free, whatever, 22 bucks a month, I would get these things, and they come in a little packet that would say, "Here's here you go, Dim, because I use my name Dim, <laughs> or my nickname, and I'm sorry, it doesn't work. I looked even deeper. And who are the scientists behind this? Who, who are the people that are behind this? And I found uh, a, a few people that are behind it. Um, I'll link to the thing. You, you can see the stuff. But uh, one of them is, uh, is uh, uh, he, the, this fellow is a senior scientist and director. I'm not giving the names. Uh, you can find the names on, on the site when you go to it. Uh, it's, he's a senior scientist and director of, of the Vitamins and Carcinogenesis Laboratory in the Human Nutrition Research Center on Aging at Tufts University. Uh, he's extendedly, um, extensively studied human nutrition and vitamins, and including the role of uh, folic acid in our bodies. Okay, fine. That's an actual MD. Then there's another person that's a PhD, and she's focused on domestic nutrition issues, studying the link between gaps in childhood nutrition and osteoporosis and obesity. So, okay, give her some kudos. You know, fine. Uh, she's... Uh, uh, her research has inspired health interventions funded by the CDC, the NIH, and other public health ins institutions. Inspired. That's, that's nice. And then there's somebody that's, uh, that's a C, that's an SCD, which is a doctor of science. Uh, that's a professor of epidemiology and nutrition. Uh, served on the scientific advisory committee for the 2010 U.S. Dietary Guidelines for Americans. So, okay, a little, so, a little bit there. But then we get a couple people here that are, uh, hmm. One is a practicing naturopathic physician. <laughs> You're not a doctor with a doctoral degree in naturopathic medicine. <laughs> naturopathic medicine, it's just natural stuff. It's natural, so it's good for you, right? I know I'm, I'm oversimplifying how it goes, but it's not, -uh. sorry. As a naturopathic doctor, uh, they collaborate with uh, the conventional doctors to treat their patients with the philosophy that wellness can be achieved through a blend of conventional intervention and natural and holistic therapies. And then the last uh, person they list is a is an MD, uh, but they're into the inter integrative stuff, which is the new name uh, for the quackery that uh, these people uh, practice. Uh, integrative. Uh, it was it was alternative medicine, but then they felt that they needed to change that to, to complementary and alternative medicine to call it CAM, but that's kind of lost its sheen, so now they call it integrative medicine, which it means is you have medicine, which has been proved to work, and then you have this other stuff, which either hasn't been proved to work or has been proved not to work, and you do it at the same time. So if you got cancer, okay, you're getting your chemo, you've had radiation, and you've had surgery to deal with your cancer, and at the same time, while you're getting your chemo, we'll do some Reiki on you. See? And then when you get better, because of the chemo and the radiation and the surgery, when that does its job and it go into remission, which is much more likely due to that, although you can spontaneously go into remission all on your own, but uh, but it's probably far more likely to do with the, those uh, uh, applications because they've been proven by science to have efficacy. But the Reiki guy gets to say, "See, see, I it I helped. It worked." They get to piggyback on the stuff that works. So, yeah, I'm not so big on, on that stuff there. So, yeah, I would, if I had sponsors, I wouldn't have care of as a sponsor. I'd just say, nope, don't believe, I, you know, no, i sorry. I'll, I'll stick with my doctor and uh, not that. I have, instead of a cool thing, I have a creepy thing. <laughs> For you guys, um, I work for a comic book store. I, I I I bring home a box of stuff each week, of comic books and sometimes magazines, and I enter them into our online catalog, and then I bring them back to the store the next week, put them on the shelves. You know, people can order them online or come into the store and buy the stuff. And I was entering uh, uh, 
some magazines this this last time, and uh, it's an issue of Mad Magazine from I think 1958. Yep, from November 1958. And on the back cover, now if you know Mad Magazine, you know they do parody ads. And on the back cover, there's a there's a, a wonderful illustration of a of a of a little of a young boy looks to be about 10 and he's looking at the camera and he's got his hands it's, I say camera it's an illustration but it's, when they're looking at you they're looking at the camera he's looking at us looking at it and he's got his hands apart like I don't know and there's a woman that's looking lovingly into his uh, into his eyes and uh, it says at the top does she or doesn't she uh, now this is a parody of the Miss Clairol ads. In fact, this is called Miss Claire Old is the product. And it's you know so we the 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 ad campaign for the Miss Claire All, which is a hair coloring product. Uh you know it the hair color looks so natural you'll you know does she or doesn't she? Only her hairdresser knows or something like that. Uh so it was that campaign. So this is picking up on that. So it says does she or doesn't she? ever go out with fellows her own age. And here's the copy, the parody ad copy. Why only young boys? Only her psychiatrist knows for sure. You can clearly see that this girl, again, this is in the days when women were girls, that this girl has uh, lots of problems. Just one look at her obviously dyed hair is a good indication. Now. If she wants to dye her hair to attract attention, that's her business. But this compulsion she has for running around with young boys instead of men her own age, that's our business. Mainly, we can help her avoid embarrassment until she's worked this problem out with her analyst. All she has to do is buy a Miss Clairold Date Ager Kit. With Miss Clairold, it takes only minutes to add those gray streaks to his temples, those little bags under his eyes, that five o'clock shadow, that mustache, all the other little things that will make him look as old as she is. And why? And when you think about it, why should you suffer one more day of embarrassment if you can have a problem like this uh, like this girl. Try to, uh, Miss Clairold Date Ager Kit on that boy in your life today. Then all you'll have to do is figure out how to stretch him so that it, it so it don't look like it don't? Hmm. So it don't look like you're out with an old midget. Yeah, midget. Well, yeah, a little person. Yeah, but this is from 1958. <laughs> That's creepy. I know it's a parody. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be making fun of the hair coloring and all that stuff. But um, in light of the recent uh, uh, um, uh, stories of uh, uh, of uh, young women uh, who are teachers that are having sex with their young male students and, and female students coming out, I it seems kind of creepy today, doesn't it? Good night, Adolfo. Good night, Frau Blucher. What a note to end the show on. A creepy note. Well, um, anyway, uh, be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Don't just share a meme on the on social media if you haven't checked it out to see if it's true. And uh, this is your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Uh, this is Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network. And I'm reminding you to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. <laughs>